What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Good morning, millionaire insurance producers. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Charles Specht. I am your host, and I am so excited that you're here because today, you as a millionaire insurance producer already there or in hot pursuit, I want to talk to you today about the millionaire producer's power of one, the power of one. That's what I want to talk about today because if you can actually grasp this and actually then put it into practice, I really believe it's going to transform your entire career. The problem with us as producers, as insurance agents, as human beings, frankly, we're not very good at staying focused. We lose focus. We lose focus, therefore, very often, we're off the path. We're off the path of success. Sometimes we just lose our focus on what we're supposed to be doing. Now, look, you may have started out in your insurance career with a lot of lofty goals and aspirations, and maybe you sat down and even created a little bit of a plan, but you didn't follow through. Have you ever done that? I know I have. I'm raising my hand. I've done that. But we probably have done it in lots of places in our entire lives. And so not only does it affect our career, it affects our wallet. The power of one or the lack thereof affects our relationships. It affects our health. It affects our our focus. It affects our family. It affects all of the relationships that we have. The power of one. What do I mean by this? And maybe even how does it translate to something that you're doing on a daily basis in your insurance career? Well, we're going to talk about that because I've got five things, five particular points that I want you to focus in one area. You do this, you are going to have success. I guarantee it. Kind of like men's warehouse, right? You know, you're going to look good. We guarantee it, right? Well, look, these five things, you do this, you're going to be a millionaire insurance producer in the making. If you're not already there, going up to two million. I guarantee it, the power of one. So look, we're coming up now in the fourth quarter of this year, and people are going to be making New Year's resolutions in just a few months if they're not already thinking about it. I was thinking about it even this morning. I like New Year's resolutions. I was listening to somebody who was saying, it's time to start making New Year's resolutions in about four months. But I wonder, how many New Year's resolutions did you have back in January, January 1st? Were you planning on going to the gym more often? Well, that probably didn't happen. Certainly with COVID, maybe you're just planning to exercise more, and well, maybe that didn't happen. Planning to eat better? 
eat better foods, more vegetables, planning to really dive into your relationships, make them a deeper relationships, maybe even you know spend more time in regards to your nonprofit ministry or your church and get involved in ministry. But for one reason or another, you started out strong, but you got off the path. What happened? Why do New Year's resolutions tend to fail? Why do people not actually follow through with a plan that they create? Squirrel syndrome. I experience it. You experience it. So many of us experience it. It is that shiny object that takes our focus off the things that we need to do. What is it that has taken your focus off of what you need to do in order to be successful. I want to take this time in this podcast episode talking to millionaire insurance producers in the making. I want you to understand the power of one and how it will absolutely, completely, totally revolutionize your insurance career. If you choose not to do this, it is at your own demise. I really, really believe this. These five things that I'm going to be talking about here in just a moment I have looked at so many different insurance producers over the course of the last 10 years working with agents all across the country. I have worked with agents who just got their license like a few days before I started talking to them. I've been working with insurance producers who've been in the business for 40 years. Books of business all over the place from $2 million to $2, right? Everywhere. And there's, a, there, there's definitely certain characteristics of insurance producers that I see, okay, that person is going to be a success or that person's going to be out of this business in six months. And it comes down to the power of one. One focus in one particular area is going to achieve one result. One focus in one particular area is going to achieve success. But there's five different areas I want to talk about today. And if you can focus on the power of one in these particular five areas, I do believe, unquestionably, you're going to be on the right path to building a $1 million or more book of business. Here's a question, though. Are you scattered at this very moment? Do you lack accountability? Are you in a dry spot in regards to the amount of new business that you've written, maybe even this year? Where are you at right now in your path, your strategy, your plan? Are you following through or are you coasting? It's amazing how many insurance producers, you know, they get to a book of business that is, that is slightly bigger than allowing them just to pay their normal bills. They're, they're able to put a little bit of extra money in the bank every you know, week, every month, and so forth. And they just get to that point where they start coasting. Are you coasting? Or are you following the power of one? Here are the five things that I look at as the regards to the millionaire producer's power of one. The first thing is that you need to have one mission. One mission. You need to have one mission. What is your mission? You know what? I don't think insurance producers ever think about this for the most part. They just kind of show up. They're winging it. They're chicken business playing out there. They're just kind of throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. They show up to the office. They're chit-chatting. They're checking their email. They're checking out social media and so forth. They're talking to people at the water cooler. They're talking about the football game and so forth. And before you know it, an hour, hour and a half, two hours have gone by, and they really haven't done anything. Why? Because they have no mission. They have no mission. There's just no real objective for their day. They're just kind of like seeing whatever's on their plate and they're going to eat whatever's on that plate. 
If a claim shows up, great, they're going to handle that claim. If, a, if somebody calls in, they're just going to handle that telephone call. But they don't really have a mission. In other words, if you don't have a mission, you are reactive and not proactive. And reactive people fail. Reactive people fail. Because they lack confidence to actually pursue, to be positive, to be proactive. Can I give you an example? I was pretty good at athletics when I was in high school and college and so forth. Good enough to have a full-ride scholarship to play baseball. Not really any good to actually get to the next level, but good enough to be that. I was a pretty good hitter. But the fact is, is that there have been plenty of times where I was going against a pitcher who just had a, a flat-out just amazing slider that just fell off the table or they were throwing 95 miles an hour. And you know what? You're just not used to that. You're feeling a little bit uncomfortable stepping in the batter's box. And I can tell you almost without question, every single time I have ever gone into the batter's box not being confident, being reactive rather than proactive, trying not to strike out rather than to get a hit, I have never, I don't think I was ever successful in actually getting a hit when I was reactive rather than proactive, when I lacked confidence, when I didn't have a mission or the wrong mission. Walking into the batter box, just don't make a fool of yourself, Charles. Don't strike out rather than get a hit, Charles. Focus on the ball. Look at the seams. Drive it the opposite direction. Whatever it was, I failed at the plan. I failed at the mission. And if, and uh, I mean, you look around the world right now and what's happening in regards to Afghanistan right now with the country. No mission. What, what happened in the, in the president's office in regards to making that decision with all of his advisors, they didn't have it figured out and it blew up in their face. No plan. No plan. No mission. If you don't have a mission in your business, in your career, you're likely going to strike out. What's your mission? Well, as an insurance agent, you have one main mission. As an insurance producer, you have one main mission. If you're an account manager, your mission is different than the producer. The producer's main mission is to write new business, period. Write new business. That's what you have to do. If you are not writing new business, you have lost sight of your mission. You are a failure right now. You're failing. You got to get back on the bicycle. You got to start pedaling and so forth. You got to get to the destination. We've taken our eyes off the prize. There's other things that are taking place in our lives that have kept us away from the mission. You know what? Many of you probably don't have a problem with this number one part right here, but there's probably a significant number of you that just need a little bit of a kick in the pants, need to be reminded about what exactly is the mission. Get back on the bicycle. Start pedaling like mad and write new business. That's the one mission. It's the power one. Your mission is not to service. You better service. Part of the job duty of a producer, you got to service and you got to renew, but you're hired to produce. That's what we're supposed to do. You know, there's been a there's been even a, a little bit of a change in regards to what producers are called nowadays. They're called advisors. And I get it. I understand why, but I just kind of think that it's sort of it, it removes a little bit of what the mission is supposed to be. Producers produce. That's what you do. Certainly advise. That's part of the responsibility. But don't forget what you're doing. So that is the first thing. You have one mission. The power of one. One mission 
right new business. The account manager, the service team, and so forth, their primary one mission is to not lose that business, to service that business in such a way so as to renew that business. That's their responsibility. You as the producer, you are the front door of the agency. The account manager, the customer service representative, the, the, the receptionist, the service team, they are the back door. Your responsibility is to bring new clients into the front door where they are serviced, they are, they are happy, they are joyful. They then do not go out the back door. That is the account manager's responsibility. So your one mission Right, new business. The second thing here, and I think this is also important. Granted, you know, all of these are going to have a certain aspect to importance, but the thing is, is you're going to you might not actually get the results that you want if you don't follow through on all of these. It's kind of like, um, you know, when I was in college, I had a I had a car. It was a hand-me-down grocery getter. You know what those are? A grocery getter, a station wagon, right? It was my my parents' old uh, station wagon, and that was given to me in college. And the thing, it went through like a quart of oil every week. I mean, the thing was just drinking oil. So I just said like nonstop had to be putting you know, oil into it, oil into it, oil into it. And so look, um, I've never been super savvy uh, working on cars or anything like that. And so I had this, I had this um, funnel okay, that I would put the oil in. But I didn't really have a way in which to like clean the funnel or like store the funnel. And so like over the course of time, like just junk just started getting into the funnel. You know what? And I was like, this car's a junker anyway. Like I'm just like not gonna worry about it. And just like the funnel just started to get like stuff into it. And you know what? No doubt that that kind of junk that was in there, it then went into the engine as well. And probably not very good. The funnel started getting blocked by different things. You know what? You have a funnel in regards to your sales process right now, but there might be stuff that's in the sales process that's gunking it up, and what you're doing is you're not allowing your prospects to go all the way through the funnel so that they come out as a client. What exactly is the process? What's the goal? So you have the mission of writing new business, but then really what's the goal? What's the goal of our, our work in the agency? Well, I want to tell you my belief as you're doing your, your work as a producer, that the one goal should be the Broker of Record Letter. Go to brokerofrecordletter.com. I'm telling you, go to brokerofrecordletter.com. Become a member of the Group Coaching Mastermind. It's going to, frankly, I think change and revolutionize the way that you do business. But you really just have to implement. It's one thing to be able to be, uh, to be told what you need to be able to do, but it's a completely different issue to actually implement the things that you know you need to do. A lot of people say, yeah, you know what, I want to I wanna get some more of those, but they just don't. Even this morning I put a, I put a poll on LinkedIn. Is the broker of record letter ethical? Ethical. Okay. Um, so far, last time I looked, maybe just a few minutes ago, close to about 60 people responded, and about 10% of them said, nope, not ethical. The other 90% said, yes, ethical. And it's good. But I also know that if I was to put that poll a little bit differently, you know, be honest, truthful, don't lie. Do you really target broker of record letters? Or do you just kind of say that you target broker of record letters? Do you really win broker of record letters? Or is it really just more of a wish I got more broker of record letters? If you don't have a plan to win broker of record letters, you will not win broker of record letters. Period. 
You will not win. One goal. Hashtag ask for the sale. One goal. You want a signature at the end of your first appointment. You want them to give you the carriers you, that you want. You want them to give you access to the current market. You want the signed broker of record letter. Because at some point in the process, okay, at some point in the process, the insured is going to have to make a willful decision to stop doing business with whomever they're doing business with now in order to start doing business with you. It will have to happen. They have to make that willful decision. Might as well do it right away. Might as well have the prospect make that decision today. Today's a good day to win a new account. I mean, really, they're going to have to choose a willful decision to choose you, which means that they have to choose to fire the other agent. They have to do that at some point in the process. Even if you go through a quoting process, they have to willfully decide to do that. Choose you, therefore fire the other agent. They have to make a willful decision. I'm going to fire Bob, whom I've had as my agent the last four or 14 years. They have to decide to do that. Might as well do it in the first appointment. Might as well ask for the business in the first appointment because you will surely learn a lot of information about the relationship that they have as well as that you don't have if you ask for the broker of record letter by doing it right, by doing it ethically, by doing it systematically and professionally, uncovering the problems they have, showing your solutions and asking for the business. And if you go through that process and they say no, wow, you've learned a lot of valuable information. You've learned just how strong of a relationship Bob has and how much of a difficult time you're going to have of winning this business. So then you can make a choice on whether or not you're going to go down that path. You have to have a plan. A plan is going to teach you what you need to know. And so that first thing was you need to have one mission. One mission. It is the millionaire producer's power of one. One mission. Write new business. Win new business. The second part is one goal. The broker of record letter. The third thing. One micro niche. One micro niche. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. So I want you to consider your book of business right now. I want you to just, maybe you have a, a list of your clients in front of you or a list of you know, what you've got and, and the size that they are and so forth. Or at least just think about it in your head. I want you to think about your clients at this point. How many different industries are your clients in? Think about it. How many different niches, industries are they in? You know, um, if you are a little bit more of a generalist, it's very difficult to be what I would consider greatly successful in today's insurance marketplace. It's just really hard. I mean, there's too many carriers that are changing their appetites, you know, on a weekly, monthly basis, it seems, certainly on, a, on an annual basis, but definitely a whole lot more than that. It's almost impossible to know what 
you know, even like your main standard carriers are wanting to write. Really, what is their appetite? They might give you a list and say, this is your appetite, but, you know, the, frankly, they're on 95% of those things that are on that list. They're really not, really not overly competitive. There might be another carrier out there that's just more competitive. And so they have these appetite guidelines, but, you know, you don't really know whether or not it's going to fit. So I, I just think that sometimes it's just it's really difficult to understand the marketplace. And if you're bringing in a janitorial contractor one day and a, a clothing store the other uh, another day, and you're and you're working on a general contractor the other day, and then a, a manufacturer of you know bicycles the next day, it's almost impossible to really gain any sort of expertise to get any sort of fluidity in your process because you're always trying to learn the marketplace. It's taking time. It's just more difficult to win. And frankly, if the insured doesn't see you, please listen to this. Look, I don't know what you're doing. Pull over. Okay? If you're driving right now, this is a moment to pull over and listen. Or turn up the volume. Stop looking at other things. Right now, focus on this one thing I'm about to say. If the insurance buyer doesn't see you as the go-to obvious choice of the agent they should be doing business with, they won't do business with you. Did you hear that? Did you hear it? If the insured doesn't perceive you as the go-to, obvious choice of which insurance agent to be doing business with, they won't do business with you. If you even smell the stench of a generalist, oh, stinky generalist, if you have the stench of a generalist, don't expect to be overly successful in this day and age. But if you are micro-niched, if that insurance buyer sees you as the obvious choice of the right agent to do business with because you understand not only their business, you understand their industry, you understand the things that keep them up at night, and not only do you understand it, but you have put together a list of services that you provide that are focused in that specific micro-niche that alleviate their pain and their frustration, and you show them a pathway to success by explaining to them what the ROI is from all all of these things that you do specific to their micro niche expect to be successful. If you're a generalist, expect to have very minimal success. Period. Period. Micro niching is the best way to go. Now, now with that said, one micro niche, sometimes it's difficult, sometimes it's not. There's a lot of things that come into it when I start talking about micro-niching, so I'm not going to spend too much time on it. I've, I've talked about it in the past a little bit, and I'm definitely going to be talking about it in the future more because it is one of the most important things that an insurance agent or, frankly, even an agency can do to guarantee them success in the long run. But there's a lot of other power of ones here when it comes to the actual micro-niche. But if you are singularly focused in that, you are going to get more broker of record letters, period, hands down from the prospects that you meet with because you are the obvious choice. Everything that you have put together systematically in your process of services is going to be exactly what they're looking for. It's going to be branded specific for them, marketed exactly for them, using their language, their terminology. You're going to have pictures of the people that are in their industry. You become the obvious choice. Doing business with any other agent makes no sense. And so when you uncover the pains, which you know that they have in their industry and their business, you then demonstrate your level of expertise because of your 12-month timeline of services. You then strategically ask for the broker of record letter because you already know which carriers are running the business in that state. You are the obvious choice. You indeed, without question, will get more signed broker of record letters, significantly more signed broker of record letters. When you are micro-niched, 
compared to when you're just kind of winging it. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. Every once in a while, do some of that. It's just def- it's just difficult, difficult to get traction when you don't have the focus of one. So the millionaire producer's power of one, that first thing is that you need to have, in order to build a million dollar or more book of business, you need to have one mission. That mission is to win new business. The second thing is that you need one goal. The goal is the signed broker of record letter. The third thing is that you need to have one micro niche, one singular focus, so that you are the obvious choice. The fourth thing here is that, and this is something that is of my own opinion, but I, need, I think you need to have one policy expertise. One policy expertise. You need to become an expert in regards to your micro niche, but one main policy needs to be a predominant focus for you. Now, for a property and casualty agent, you know, maybe that's going to be workers' compensation, right? Maybe you're just going to be an absolute workers' compensation master when it comes to plumbing subcontractors and that your micro niche is going to be plumbing subcontractors with a, with a specific focus on workers' compensation and driving down the XMOD. Maybe that is going to be your predominant focus. You do that, expect then to be a millionaire insurance producer. You will. Hands down, one policy expertise. If you're doing healthcare, maybe you just really dive in to completely understanding professional liability and medical, you know, maybe that's your thing. Or maybe it's just that you understand property insurance for apartments, hard to place apartments like nobody else understands. You just have an expertise. You know the differences in the forms. You know which carriers are doing this and which ones have endorsements that you're looking for and whatever it is. You become the absolute go-to insurance agent for that micro-niche industry and have one policy expertise that is your in. That is, if you will, the reason why you're giving them a call. Yeah, you can round out everything. You can round out all the policies. You can write everything. You can even write the personalized insurance for the business owner. Um, you can do the EB, you can do the employee benefits, and you can put together, for example, a life insurance policy for the owners, you know, even have the insurance, uh, rather have the, uh, the business pay for it. I mean, there's lots of different things that you can do. You need to have one policy expertise when it comes to actually working in that micro niche. Maybe it's automobile. Maybe you're working on a number of you know, non-emergency transportation accounts, and so you just need to have a true understanding of the automobile exposures. Maybe that's really your focus. But whatever it is, one policy expertise because you can have really good branding and you can have great marketing and you can put together you know, an email that's going to make your competition blush. But frankly, if you don't really have an expertise in one particular area in which the insured has pain in, then don't expect to have a tremendous amount of success compared to what you could have. And with that said, I also want to maybe just put this kind of in a parenthesis that whatever the one policy expertise is it needs to be a pain point that the insured has, right? It needs to be a pain point that the insured has. If you have a company that you're working with, a company that just has lots of assets and so forth, you know, right now, cyber liability just needs to be on your agenda. You know, I don't know what rock you're living on, living under, but if you haven't been offering and in essence kind of requiring cyber liability for all of your clients going forward, you're going to get sued. It's just a matter of time. You are going to get sued and you're going to lose because you have not been proposing something that is absolutely necessary in this day and age. I mean, look, um, I believe it was was CNA uh, just had to pay out something like $40 million because somebody was like holding holding their information hostage. 
look, if the insurance carriers are, are getting hit with it and they're having to pay multiple millions of dollars, your insurers are also going to be hitting it, getting hit with it. I know of lots of different insurers who have had their information um, withheld by pirates, cyber pirates, not allowing them to have that information back unless they pay several hundred thousand, if not millions of dollars. It's a real issue. Uh, just another side, side issue here. It has nothing to do with what I'm just about to talk about, but man, you know what? When you put your clients into the service centers for, for different insurance carriers, I think it's just a matter of time before that blows up in your face. Because if these, if these cyber pirates, if you will, can go and just take hostage of all the information, not allow them to get into their system, just imagine what's going to happen once they get into that, that servicing part where the clients that you have entrusted into the insurance carriers can't actually get in there and do anything to service your clients. Guess what your client's going to do? They're going to blame you. You're going to lose that account because you gave it to a different insurance carrier. You lost the servicing responsibility. A pirate went in there. Look, you might say, that's far-fetched. Is it? Is it? Not too sure. But now back to our actual topic at hand. One policy, expertise. This is the millionaire producer's power of one. The one mission, win new business. The second part, one goal, the broker of record letter. The third part, one micro niche. The fourth part, one policy expertise. And now we come to the final one, the fifth one. One activity. One activity. There's a lot of things that you can do during the day, but you need to spend your golden hours, your golden hours doing the one activity that's going to put money in your pocket. It's going to put gold in your pocket. I refer to it to golden hours for a reason, because it's the time in which you make gold. It's prospecting. One activity, prospecting. This fifth point, one activity, prospecting. You need to have one main way in which you prospect, and you need to do it repeatedly, consistently, persistently. You need to do it in such a way that it becomes your flavor. You need to do it in such a way that it is just obvious this is what you do. You spend not just a, a small amount of time doing it, but you spend a lot of time doing it. Now, I'm not saying you have to do cold calling, but I sure know that cold calling works. It works really well for those who can actually talk on the phone and, and carry on a conversation. But there's lots of insurance producers who are not very good on the phone. And so if the telephone is not your thing, find something else. But you need to find your one thing, your one activity, and you go all in. You go all in. You know what's interesting? is um, When I speak to insurance agents and they tell me that their main way of prospecting is cold calls, I'll ask them, how many cold calls do you typically do in a day or a week in just like a typical day, a typical week? They might say, well, you know, just, just on an average, I do like 25 cold calls or even 40 cold calls. And you know what I know? As soon as they say that to me, here's what I say. Here's what I think. Wasting time. That's what I think, right off the bat. You want to know why? Because you can knock out 40 cold calls in a couple of hours. You really can. Before I was in the insurance business, I was a debt collector of a very large collection agency. We did a lot of medical debt. We did a lot of manufacturing debt. We just did a lot of different things. And on average, I would do between 175 and 250 cold calls, if you will, telephone calls in a day. Just nonstop, one after another. Boom, 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 boom. Leaving messages, dialing the next one, and so forth. Didn't even have automatic dialers. Had to push those numbers myself. Constantly pushing numbers over and over. You know what? When someone tells me they can only knock out 30, 40 cold calls in a week, I just think they're not doing their one activity. 
They are stealing the gold from their pockets so that they can talk to other people by the water cooler. They are stealing gold out of their pocket. They're stealing food out of their children's mouth so that they can waste time surfing the internet while at work. They are robbing their children of new shoes. They are causing their kids to not have money, the tuition money, to go to college because they are wasting time not doing the main activity. We have to be singularly focused on our one activity. The millionaire producer's power of one, whatever you are really good at when it comes to prospecting, go all in. All in. I'm saying all in. Yes, it would be best to have a process of at least three ways in which to prospect. But if you only did one that you were really good at and you went all in and you were micro-niche and you had all of this stuff going on, you are going to be crazy successful. Crazy successful. But you have to have that one activity. What is it? Why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? So listen again. The millionaire producer's power of one. You do these one thing. You do this one thing in these five areas. You're going to have a million dollar or more book of business. One mission. One goal. One micro niche. One policy expertise. One activity. You do that, and then you can thank me later when you go to the bank just doing deposit after deposit after deposit after deposit. When you're able to build your book of business to a million dollars or more and buy the car that you want, take your family on the vacation that you want, you know, have the tuition money to be able to send your kid to whatever college you want, to do whatever you want, to give money to whatever you know, nonprofit organization you want, whatever it is, it's because you are singularly focused on the power of one. You do what is necessary in the right areas. Do not, at your own peril, do not be focused in too many areas. Do not be a generalist. Don't just show up to the agency's office and wing it. Have a process, have a plan, have a reason for being there. You know, one of the things I say to insurance agents is like, why are you in the agency? Why are you in the office, rather? Why are you there in the office? I don't think any there, anybody there wants to buy anything from you. Why are you there? No, literally, why are you in the office? Nobody there wants to buy anything from you. Get out of the office, go find somebody who wants to buy something from you, and get a signed broker of record letter. But when you're in the office just doing this and that, um, it's amazing how many things fall into your lap of just stuff you have to do when you could have been doing other things that put gold in your pocket. Hmm. I wonder what you're going to do about it. It's enough to know the right things, but a failure to implement is a sure road to poverty. The choice is yours. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.